the news not pretty. There is silver down 80 cents on the Kitco chart and gold down $38. So quite a sell-off in both of the metals. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics on Tuesday, July 5th. And as you are probably likely already aware, not a pleasant day in most of the financial markets as the recession fears really starting to sink in and become a little bit more real now. As we take a look here, Dow Jones down 700 points. Uh, strategists saying the second half is not looking good. We see oil tumbles more than 8%, breaks below 100 as recession fears mount. Uh, not as much movement in the NASDAQ. Interesting response in the bond market where the yield has come in 12 basis points. So investors going back into treasuries. And unfortunately today for gold and silver investors, the news not pretty. There is silver down 80 cents on the Kitco chart and gold down $38. So quite a sell-off in both of the metals, which unfortunately does not come as entirely a complete surprise with the Fed raising interest rates more aggressively than many expected. Many weren't even expecting them to hike interest rates at all at this time last year. And with the interest rate hikes coming in more aggressively, we've seen both gold and silver sell off from their highs, especially back in the middle of March when Russia was first going into Ukraine. And we saw gold over $2,000 an ounce, silver up around $28. And really, it's just been a pretty vicious sell-off ever since then. As I mentioned before, not entirely unexpected because as we've talked about quite a bit on the channel here with the Fed raising interest rates, that was going to be a problem similar to what led to the issues in 2007, 2008, after the Fed had lowered interest rates to 1% for a year back in 2004, then they started raising interest rates and a lot of the excesses started to become undone. Similar thing we're seeing here, which is why this reminds me a lot of 2008. And unfortunately, I can't say that we have seen the worst of the selling in the metals or in the stock markets yet just as a review of what happened in 2008. Here's silver, which was up at around $21 by the time of the Bear Stearns JP Morgan deal. A couple months later, silver had plummeted to nine bucks, even through the Lehman crisis. Although as you see, it did rally back the following year in 2009 throughout 2010. And then we did see that spike in 2011 as the Fed was doing quantitative easing which is not to say that's exactly how it will happen this time around again. Although at some point, the Fed is going to slow down. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in this video because they are raising rates now in response to the high inflation rates, which even at last week's ECB meeting, some of the officials were acknowledging that they're a little bit confused and they were surprised it was this high and not sure exactly what to do. So... I think we'll continue to see the rate hikes, although not inevitably, because really the central bankers at the really the commentary out of the Fed, for the most part, is that they consider somewhere around three mid threes to be neutral. 
And with the current Fed funds rate at one and a half to 1.75 basis points, and with many pricing in a 75 basis point hike in July, as well as some further interest rate hikes throughout the rest of the year, theoretically, a lot of this has been priced in, which is not to say that the markets won't react to it more, but at least from what we've heard so far, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And certainly I could see some of the inflation numbers coming down. Now that's not actually going to bring prices down because they're just talking about the price rate of increase. Yet again, we're seeing the market struggle today. We've seen this several times over the past couple months. And especially with the money supply going negative as Rafi talked about in Friday's report, reason to expect more of that to some degree and you wonder how long the fed will keep hiking aggressively like this and we shall see in the months going ahead so quick look at what gold did in 2008 here you can see gold at a thousand dollars at the time that jp morgan bear stearns deal was down all the way to 700 by november and then in 2009 was a bit of a rally back and continued through 2010 and to 2011 when gold crossed $1,900 briefly, then began a multi-year bear market. In the midst of all this happening, you see also dollar rallies to 19-year high. And taking a look at the DXY dollar index chart here, you see you're going back to 2002 when we had the dollar index at this level. Keep in mind that the dollar index is measuring against a basket primarily of yen, euros, and pound sterling so rallying against some other currencies that have their own issues and own central banks that have been debasing at quite a rapid pace although interestingly here you see that the dollar has strengthened quite a bit against the ruble if we go back to the chart of this year you can see here it was about 75 spiked up to about 140 there and then has been coming down ever since although the dollar with a sharp rebound against the ruble today. So suppose in that sense, uh, the dollar is truly rallying against the major currencies uh, and just like to point out the ruble as well, given the current geopolitics that are happening there. Now, in terms of silver, as we had talked about a bit last week, evidence showing that the banks had been reducing their short position, managed money funds, reducing their long position. And you can see here, swap dealers reduced 1,347 short contracts, added 422 longs, whereas the managed money shorts added 6,119 short contracts and reduced 366 longs, which typically has been one of the indicators of when it's more likely to see a reversal and a rebound in the price. Although again, as we pointed out, certainly not happening yet today, but we will keep an eye on that. As you can see here, another metric where you look at the commercials, the blue line in the bottom and after freezing a little bit the previous week has come back in a little bit more. So where that leaves us from here, it's to me really balancing that the economy is recognized as being in a recession. We have the labor report on Friday versus the banks reducing their short positions. So factor in either direction, but again, I would be prepared to see metals lower from here, unfortunately for gold and silver holders. Quick look at the July 
silver delivery came in a bit light at only 1,892 contracts. So not a big delivery amount in July this year, but just wanted to pass that along as that did come out late last week. And as you see here, COMEX registered stockpile at 69.33 million ounces. Again, down from the 150 in February of 2001, although still, according to historical standards, more metal than in there than at many other points. So just something to keep an eye on, which we will continue to do here. As you can see, a quick look at the silver stocks and not a pretty day for the silver miners. Many of them down around 10%, some even more on the big silver sell-off. Certainly the uh, juniors have been beaten up pretty thoroughly over these past couple months, which is not to say that there can't be further selling on lower bullion price. In fact, you would certainly expect that. Certainly levels I didn't expect to see in many of these stocks. Although one note, you see Hecla, which is down 47 cents, although they did have a deal today as Hecla acquired Alexco Resource and each outstanding common share of Alexco will be exchanged for 0.116 of a share of Hecla common stock, implying consideration of 47 cents per Alexco common share. Quick recap, benefit to Hecla shareholders, large high-grade silver property in Yukon, a top 10 rated jurisdiction, fully permitted property with infrastructure that includes a 400 ton per day mill, on-site camp facility, all season highway access, connection to hydropower, increases Hecla's silver exposure by increasing proven and probable silver reserves to 237 million ounces, an increase of 19%. Uh, indicated resources up 24% to 257 million ounces and inferred resources up 7% to 523, which makes it the potential to be Canada's largest silver producer and for the Alexco side, delivers immediate upfront payment to Alexco, allows advancement of Kino Hills development with an immediate and non-dilutive interim financing, partners with the United States' largest silver producer, and transitions from a single asset and its development risk to a diversified production base of long-lived mines. And here's a quick note from Phil Baker, who we had on the show about two years ago. Hecla, we have followed the Kena Hill project closely for a number of years, as it is one of the very few deposits that fits seamlessly into Hecla's strategy of owning and operating high-grade properties in Tier 1 jurisdictions. So congratulations to Hecla and Alexco on that deal. Here's one other note on inflation, as I mentioned earlier. PCE price index, the Fed's preferred inflation report, came in at 6.3% year-on-year in May equaling inflationary pressures for April, although if you look at the core PC index had its lowest since November 2021, report indicated that the core PCE dropped to 4.7 a year on year in May, a slight decline from April's reading of 4.9%. So I would imagine we will start seeing those numbers come down a little bit. I don't think it will be going to the 2% mandate that the Fed has talked about for years, but just a note to keep an eye on there. One note on the silver supply and demand fundamentals. Here was an article from Peter Kraut. And he mentions, with that in mind, it's a little surprised that the supply deficit experienced last year is expected to continue this year and for several years into the future, which I agree with what he's saying there. Obviously, as we're seeing the prices move and a lot of things impacted in the economy, that does have the ability to change, although a lot of the silver production coming as a byproduct from nickel, lead, copper, and zinc mines. And 
Let's see, here's copper down 4% today, zinc down 4%, gold, where you also get a lot of silver as a byproduct down. So you would think there would be some impact on the silver supply as well. And certainly with the decline in economic activity, you would expect some reduction in demand for silver. And we'll keep an eye on those numbers as we go forward. Interesting note here though, nickel, one of the few commodities up today, and as you see on Zero Hedge, nickel price surges as UK sanctions major Russian miner. The UK government has added Vladimir Potanin, Norris Nichols president to a list of sanctioned individuals. Potanin holds a 35.9% stake in Norilsk, and Norilsk, one of the world's largest single nickel producers, accounting for 7% of the global supply. So seeing that reflected in the nickel price, although here was interesting, Bank of England announced today to take a deep dive into opaque commodities, said it will conduct an in-depth analysis to enhance surveillance of opaque commodity markets after Russia's invasion of Ukraine left the central bank without a full picture of risk and vulnerability. Mentions the situation where we saw the nickel price hit a record high of more than 100,000 a ton after Russia invaded Ukraine while trading was suspended for a couple of days there. So interesting to see that the Bank of England is looking into that issue. And a few final notes here. In interesting article from Jeff Deist at the Mises Institute, talking about how the rising interest rates impact the federal budget. And as you see down here, markets and geopolitics are powerful forces, inflation, huge projected deficits, economic sanctions on Russia, oil disruption, and diminished appetite around the world for propping up Uncle Sam forever will exert upward pressure on the treasury rates. Now, to be clear, that has not been happening today. Although, worth mentioning here that Jeff writes, even 5% average rates would cause the debt service to become the single biggest annual expenditure for Congress, head of Social Security, Medicare, and the Department of Defense. So that's a big factor in the U.S. budget. And perhaps another big part that we don't mention as much here, obviously I talk a lot about the Federal Reserve, although what led me to silver was that you've never seen any of these numbers getting better. You've never seen any attempt to address that. So when that comes to roost, we will see. So far has not really been on the radar of Wall Street just yet, but not going anywhere at the same time either. And of course, just in terms of some of the news coming out that continues to lead one to believe that it will not get better anytime soon. I thought this was interesting. Joe Biden talking about needing money for the second pandemic. Mr. President, are you uh, confident you have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. So that's certainly a bit concerning to me to hear him saying that we're going to need more money and there is going to be a second pandemic. We've seen some of these stories about monkeypox vaccines. 
And one of the factors that kind of makes a lot of these projections difficult to figure out, the Fed might do a lot of things, but if there is a second pandemic, there's anything similar to the Fed's response to the first pandemic, obviously that changes a lot of these equations. So uh, a lot happening out there, but we will keep you posted. Lastly, I'd like to thank Raina Silver for bringing us today's video. And I published something this morning regarding Raina's recent financing, why they did that now, something a couple of investors had asked, as well as what they plan to use the money for. So to find out a little bit more about that, well, just click on the video that's coming your way now.